My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled in all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is the shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out, and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Light pollution. First time hearing that phrase, light pollution, I was convinced it was a joke or something. Having been born and raised in Jersey, but now in college in Pennsylvania, I was learning quickly the difference between the two states and about 75 miles could be at times, well, night and day. Being a, a lowly freshman, a group of upperclassmen this one evening were taking us to an establishment that had some liquid refreshments and suggested that we could easily and very safely walk there. And it was after 11 p.m. and as we were making our trek along a route that we had traveled pretty frequently back and forth to class over the first few weeks of the semester, it was amazing to me how dark it was at night. The heavy tree cover, and this being the early 90s, so cell phones weren't even something that we even imagined at this point all of which have made the path very disorienting. Potholes, uneven parts of the sidewalk, roots from the trees, all these things which would have been easily avoidable during the day was one pitfall after another. And this was before we had anything to drink. <laughs> At one point, though, I remember saying, 
Have people from Pennsylvania heard of these new inventions that we have in Jersey? They're really pretty cool. They're called streetlights. They're pretty revolutionary. And one of the guys that was in the group said that the reason that they didn't have them in this particular area was to limit light pollution. It sounded ridiculous. Tell me you can't afford them. Tell me you haven't discovered electricity yet, but light pollution, what was that? Well, a few minutes later, we finally got out from under these trees to this clearing, and I was amazed. In my 17, now almost 18 years of life at that point, I never had remembered seeing a sky like that, so clearly seeing light from stars. And it was just amazingly beautiful. I couldn't imagine how this is really the first time I could remember seeing stars like that. I mean, I was only 75 miles from home. It's the same sky that's over our heads. But I guess there was something to all that unnatural manufactured lights that we have out here that can dilute the darkness, but can also obscure the natural light. Who knew that light pollution really did exist and the effect that it could have? The reality is light pollution existed before the discovery of electricity and the invention of light bulbs with even more devastating effects, which is what we can see in this gospel. The story of the epiphany turns our focus on these wise men traveling as the carol goes from Orient are. In other words, they're coming from the ends of the earth. Yet if you think about it, how was it that they saw this star? They set out to follow it for some time, while there it is right over King Herod's head, and he seems utterly clueless about it. He didn't see it, he doesn't know of its importance. You would think Herod, being the current king, would be on top of things and not getting information about his successor from these complete outsiders, which is what they were. These magi, these kings of the Orient, these wise men from the East, represent the entire non-Jewish world. They had not been enlightened by God's word. They weren't followers who knew the prophecies or the hopes that the Jews had treasured and longed for from their their Hebrew scriptures, from the Old Testament. But with Jesus' birth, things are changing, and it will even exceed the grandness of expectations that the Jews had. God's light pierces the darkness of the non-Jewish world as it radiates this night sky. And that light's able to catch the pagan eyes, probe the hearts of unbelievers to be drawn to something of beauty, to understand that something of significance has happened. They recognize that this is some sign, something of cosmic importance has happened to the Jews, the birth of a king. And so they set out, not quite sure why, maybe for political purposes, maybe for networking, a peace offering. And so they go to the current king of the Jews, King Herod. But here's the thing. Herod is not a king because God had sent some prophet to anoint him to lead the people of Israel. In fact, Herod had come from a family of sellouts who had been bought off by the Romans who had conspired with them to basically enslave the Jews. The Jewish people were indeed 
living under another cloud of darkness, a mere shadow of the life that they were meant to be as God's chosen people. Sure, they still had some of the externals. They were able to some, follow some of their religious practices. But the Roman government was in control and demanded obedience from them. And their so-called king, Herod, made sure they did as they were ordered. I guess we could say, sadly, concerns of foreign interference impacting how people lived or questions and concerns and debates over religious freedom as well as finding hypocrites in religious leadership. Sadly, none of these things are new, but I digress. Herod knows he's a fraud. He knows he's not God's anointed one. In the deepest recesses of that darkened soul, he knows he's sold his people out. He's been unfaithful to the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who had led his people from slavery into freedom the phony light that he's been basking in, his ill-gotten power, his wealth, the trappings of his office, this light pollution had completely distorted his vision, making him fool himself into believing he had any authenticity or legitimacy to be on that throne. One reason we can call these men wise men was because of the clarity of sight that they had which leads them through the darkness to the true light of Jesus. And once there, the contrast couldn't have been greater. The excesses of Herod's palatial residence compared to the simplicity of the home of a carpenter. Herod, surrounded by slaves, serving obediently out of fear to this lunatic's outburst, as opposed to the love of the holy family of Mary and St. Joseph. The light of the star led to the light of the world, Jesus. And that encounter opened them up to hearing God's voice who would direct them in a dream just like it had to St. Joseph. And they traveled another way. These wise men demonstrate that once someone has a true encounter with Jesus Christ, they cannot help but be changed. For them, the very thought that the Jewish Messiah would be someone who would care, who would speak to, who would save not just the Jews, but all of humanity, is just beginning to come into focus, that first epiphany. That doesn't mean the darkness won't still try to fight the light or diminish its effect. Herod will be so threatened that his response will be to find every male infant born in his kingdom and have them killed with what was called the massacre of the holy innocents. The first of countless souls through the millennium who will offer their very lives in testimony to Jesus as the way and the truth and the life. And we know the passion and cross will await Jesus in response to his teaching and ministry. But in spite of all that, the light will constantly prove more powerful a Christmas star as beautiful and mesmerizing to these foreigners will pale in comparison to the eternal light of Christ, risen from the dead on Easter morning, which has transformed all creation. The darkness that we continue to suffer from in our world today 
isn't because of any diminishment on behalf of the Lord. He's no less powerful. He's no less loving. Sadly, we've allowed fear, some legitimate, some manufactured and exaggerated, to block our views. Even worse, at times, we've looked to human authorities or very worldly ideologies and allowed the glow of those things to pollute our visions and diminish the preeminence of Christ. But despite those realities, he continues to shine forth and call us to clear out the light pollution from whatever fake lights that we've allowed ourselves to be captivated by. Clear out some of the darkness that covers our hearts and minds and souls that affects relationships both human and divine, what we as Catholics call sin. Clear all that out and remembering our identity, that in our baptisms we became God's sons and daughters. The star which only reflected the light of Christ in our baptisms was entrusted to us. If we want that to radiate once more, then we need to heed the advice of a great saint, Saint Jose Maria Escriva, who said, kneel at the feet of the child Jesus on the day of his epiphany and see him, a king bearing none of the outward signs of royalty. And you can tell him, Lord, take away my pride crush my self-love, my desire to affirm myself and impose myself on others. Make the foundation of my personality, my identification with you.